0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas and I am the host of the show. And today we are joined by Dana Hoddle from CNC Heating and Air Conditioning. Dana, how are you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So, Dana, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners and tell them a little bit more about your business? Sure.
1: So, um, I'm Dana Hoddle. Uh, we are located in Metro Detroit. Um, I'm third generation heating and cooling. So, our business was started in 1948 by my grandpa and great-uncle. Um, now, my dad owns it completely. Um, and uh, yeah, we have, we're have we strictly residential replacement. Um, we have about 75 employees. And we're, we're looking to grow. and And we've had a great year. And that's about it.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, so what's your role there in the company?
1: Um, general manager.
0: Okay. Awesome. So let, let's talk a little bit about like the the family business thing because that, that's sure. something that's always really interesting to me because I feel like as contractors begin to gray, as they say, um, they either sell or they pass it on, and it seems yeah. as if in this instance you guys passed it on generation to generation, yeah. which I think yeah. is is really special. So tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. It's actually a interesting story. So um, it was started, like I said, by my grandpa and great uncle. Um, my dad was the first kid in his family to graduate college. Um, so the day my dad graduated college and my grandpa said to him, I never want you, you have to make a promise to me, never come back to the family business. And it wasn't anything like, you know, he didn't want my dad there. It was, he didn't want him in the trades and working with his hands. And it was, a you know, he had a hard life with with the business that he was in and he didn't want that for my dad. So my dad, after college, went and worked as a territory manager for Carrier for um, three years. And um, so when my dad was 20, 24, 25, um, my grandpa had a massive heart attack and passed away. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my great uncle had just retired. And so it was my grandpa and my uncle. And my uncle asked my dad to come back to the family business. And so my dad broke his promise and came back to the family business. At that point, they had three employees and um, you know, grew it from there. So And then I kind of got started in college. Um, I uh, needed a summer job. And my mom's like, well, why don't you come be a call taker for us? So, you know, I came back. And uh, they always say in this industry, it sucks you in. And it totally sucked me in. I just saw the potential that what we could do. Um, We had joined some affinity groups at that point. Um, I think we were in SGI. And, you know, they took me along to an expo and I saw these companies and it just legitimized, legitimized the business for me that this is the actual industry. And um, so after college, my mom asked me if I would want to come back and I came back and I've been here ever since. Awesome. Yeah. Did
0: you say that you had gone to college for
1: Uh, economics and management? So in the business Look, realm. Yeah. 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 yeah so, percent. you know, yeah, it, it did. If it, fit. Uh, I was yeah. thinking more finance around, but um, you know, it, it, I, I could see the potential of this industry even as a college student and uh, I could see the potential in our business. You know, I talked to customers all the time. Um, I saw that we had a loyal customer base um, and I enjoyed it every day. Every day was different, you know, working with people. Um, And, uh, you know, then I I started just kind of started as a call taker, did accounting. I've pretty much done every single role in the office here from from then on. So
0: nice. So. Yeah, then that, that's one thing I've kind of learned because I went to school for business as well, which I went for mm-hmm. marketing, which you know does work hand in hand with what I do now.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. one
0: one thing I've really learned is like uh, you know a business degree in general can really be used in so many different ways, and and so many people think like oh I got to move to New York City and be a stockbroker, yeah, or yeah, something. like but they don't realize All my friends
1: like went to Chicago, you know, So yeah. it, it it was you know I was kind of the person at home, you know, working for the family business. It it. But now, now people see what we've done with it and, you know, yeah. give me a lot of credit for, for, you know, having the forethought of, of seeing the potential in, in a small family business at that point. I think we we're doing about 3 million in revenue, you know, when I started working there.
0: Wow. So at what point, uh, as far as like timeline goes in years, did you come back into the family business? So, um,
1: so it started in 1948. Um, my dad came back in about, I think it was 76, maybe 70, 73, 76. Um, mm-hmm. So I started in pretty much 2003, um, coming back in the summer for you know college, graduated college in 2005, and I've been here ever since. So now wow. it's been about 16 years that I've been here full time.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. So from 1977 to date, you went from – from three employees to seventy-five. That's yes, that's remarkable. Yeah,
1: that's really yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Wow. It's I mean, it's it's uh, it's humbling to say. Like my mom always talks about. You know, what we do is not just you know heating and cooling. We feed. You know how many families that we provide for, and yeah. you know I I always. think about that you know what we do is beyond just heating and cooling we provide a career you know we we provide a family for for some people and um you know provide opportunities and i don't take that for granted at all
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so what have been some of the challenges that you've seen along the along the road from the general manager standpoint
1: um i mean there's always challenges uh you know, staffing's always a challenge, um, you know, finding technicians. We, I think we've become um, I, one of the dominant companies in Metro Detroit now that it's become a, a lot easier for us to find staffing. Um, you know, especially branding on, on television has really helped, you know, have that name recognition that people, you know, in the trade schools know about us. Um, and, you know, we provide a lot of on-site training, will train people completely green. So we give them an opportunity without even going to trade school or college. Um, So I think, you know, that's helped us a lot, but, you know, that's a huge downfall right now is just, you know, building that, that base um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, building them from scratch just because, you know, you want them to, to do the, not have any bad habits and do things the way that we want it done. And, um, it does take time and it's a huge investment, but it, you know, when you see, you see them grow from being a maintenance technician, actually most of the time they start in the shop, you know, start mm-hmm. working in the shop and then going to be a maintenance technician and then a full blown service technician, you know, I've seen, you know, we've had people here start as high, right out of high school and now they've been here for 15 years and wow, you know,
0: yeah. So as far, I know you said like, that's kind of a big investment, but, um, has that seemed like it's worked out pretty well? Cause I feel like I've heard a few other people mention this, like kind of having like a feeder program where you'll take them from green all the way up.
1: Yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's our best way of growing people is within our own organization. Um, You know, we do get other people from our competitors, but they're so few and far between. And a lot of them had bad habits or don't show up or, you know, and you know we, we just look for the people with that right personality that you know, you know see that potential in that you know have that drive um want a good career and a, a, a steady income and um you know you can build them the way not the way you want but they you know they don't know any different yeah. so um I think that's very important is you know finding those right people. It's not necessarily having those technical skills, but that personality that deal with our customers on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. So what are some of those those skills and some of those personality traits that you all look for?
1: Um you, you know what's funny as we just went through this, um, we we use a culture index when people um come in and apply and it tells us a lot about you know their potential, um not so much their personality, but what skills that they have. Um, so we look for people that are very detail oriented. Um, we look for people that are personable. Um, we look at, depending on what position that we're hiring for, um, you know, high patients, low patients, so, you know, for sales, you want low, if you want, you know, an installer, you want high patients, um, you know, very detailed is, is a key for all positions. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, That's really helped us within the last year is adding that because it gives us some kind of um, insight into into them as a person.
0: Yeah, it seems like, you know, you can train for skills, but that work ethic and the attention to detail, like you were saying, and uh, all the different soft skills, what they I guess what they call them are really the hardest to teach.
1: Oh yeah, it so, just—it's innate, you know. You're—you're yeah. you're either one way or you're not, and yeah. you know, you. I always look for when I'm interviewing someone: um, do they have a smile on their face? You know, are they? You know, can I can I just hold a normal conversation, not even talking about work with them? You know, mm-hmm. how do they treat the office staff when they walk into the door? You know, are they rude? Are they? You know, are they welcoming? And you know, th- that's how they are. That's how they're going to treat your customers. And you want, yeah. you know, you you want someone that's very welcoming and warm, and you. know. know, we have a lot of elderly clients and, you know, you have to have a lot of patience with them and, um, build a relationship and, you know, that's just natural for some people and for some people it's not.
0: And that's, that's what we look for. Yeah. So I, I heard you mention a second ago about how your branding has helped out when you're doing, um, like the TV advertisements and other stuff like that. Um, What are some other ways that you all have used marketing to really grow the brand over the years?
1: Uh, We do a a radio on a Christian radio. um, And we have a huge loyal base on, on, on this Christian radio. Um, We, I'm trying to think of everything. They're so, it's so broad. It's, you know, uh, we used to do just TV every once in a while. Um, Now it's year round. So I think that's really helped us as not just, Sporadically doing it, um, having that constant repetition of our name out there. Um, uh, I mean, we're we're probably number one on Google. Our reviews, we have um, about oh, wow. 4.9 rating Google reviews. Um, I think that's that's really helped us with you know yeah. getting into it, just having that reputation with the customer before we even walk in the door. Um, you know, they read read about us before we come out, and I think that's with every industry now is your reviews are vital to any company. And um, yeah. we take that very seriously and we have for a very long time. Um, we respond to every review. Um, and uh, you know, if someone's upset, we, we reach out to them and, and resolve it as fast as we can because, yeah. you know, you don't want that bad mark on on oh, you. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what they say. Like one bad review can, can overshadow 10 good reviews
1: yeah, yeah yeah it can and you know it just it's so easy to fix sometimes you know something mm-hmm. could be something super small and if you reach out to that customer and they they know that you care um, that you're and you're not just I guess taking your, their money and running that you you will fix the problem um, they're usually more than willing to either take it down or you know respond back to it and yeah um, it it, it's, it's so important right now.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's been one time, uh, this, we just funny, we were talking about this with like one star reviews where someone got on there and had like roasted the company and they're like, these people suck. They, they couldn't fix my furnace, (laughs) whatever. So like, we reached out to the company we were like, Hey, what happened here? Like, this is, this isn't good. And they're like, Oh, that's just like, he's a renter. He's like a tenant. We've actually worked with his property manager to like resolve the issue or whatever and so we like go back to and we we're like hey don't worry we we're like working with your property manager to get this fixed then he took it down <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was, yeah it's just so simple like that and at first like if you're on the outside looking in you see that and you're like oh wow this homeowner really got screwed um, yeah but they, they didn't they weren't even It, doesn't part tell, of it. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah it doesn't even tell the full story they were just yeah tenant. um so yeah it's so important to be able to go in there and just resolve the issue if you can uh, or at least get rid of the tension
1: yes yes 100
0: yeah. agree yeah so about the uh, the christian radio that you all advertise on that's actually pretty unique yeah. i've never heard that so yeah um what was the inspiration behind that
1: <laughs> it's the salesperson wouldn't leave us alone <laughs> she kept <laughs> she kept saying you guys would do really good she was a customer and she'd come in. I swear, like at least once a month. And she'd be like, "I think you guys are a really good fit, and um, you just try it out. Just try it out." And so we started on one. I think the morning show, um, just you know, doing regular ads, and we got a, a lot, a lot of um, uh, response from it. And so then we started with the afternoon show. So we were in the morning and the afternoon, and those customers, they, they don't question anything. They just, they're, you know, whatever they say, um, on the shows, that's who they use. And oh, wow. so, yeah. So if you're a WMUZ listener, you're very loyal. Um, and, uh, they're just very, very good customers. So yeah. it's worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. Who knew Christian radio Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's that, it's I've not a very uh, dominant um competitive, I guess we don't have anyone else on there
0: that's we're competing with, so yeah,
1: it's worked out very well.
0: Yeah. I, f- I feel like that would be a pretty gentle space to be able to advertise on. Cause like you get, yeah. you, get you get like the popular like country stations and the popular oh, yeah. like classic rock, the place where most heating and cooling contractors think that's where my ideal clients hanging out. Yeah. Well you go on there and you're going to hear six or seven other companies also being yeah. advertised. So it's just, yeah. it's just noise at that point. So that's actually pretty smart to kind of take a different path. And Yeah. And,
1: and, uh, you know, we really hadn't done much radio at that point. Um, we've kind of added some since then, but uh, it's worked out really well, um, and uh, we've been happy with our results. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, as I mentioned earlier, we have a new segment on the show. It's HVAC trivia are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Are are you up for the challenge still?
1: I'm up. I hope I I don't embarrass myself, but (laughs) I should be okay.
0: All right. I'm going to start with the same. I'm going to start with the same question every time. So for for those of you listening out there, if you're ever a guest on the show, you have no excuse to get this wrong because I start with it every single time. All right. Here's question number one. Okay. This man was credited for inventing the first electrical air conditioner in the year 1902. Carrier. All right. All right. Ding, ding, I do know that. My yeah. dad would be
1: very disappointed of me if I did it. Yeah.
0: yeah Willis Carrier. He was 26 years old. Yeah. That, that's that's crazy. All right. Let's see. All right. Um. Okay. It's estimated that the amount of energy used annually by the United States just for air conditioning is the same amount of energy used to power this entire continent for a year.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with like Africa.
0: Yeah, ding ding ding. It is. Yeah, it's Africa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know it, def- it was definitely not China, you know, Yeah, no, or Or America. Yeah, or America. I feel like they're all pretty heavy on the energy. All right, here Mm -hmm. comes a heating question. You're in Michigan, so I feel like you guys do a lot of heating services. We do. Yes. Oh yeah. All right. Let's see. Got a whole list here. I'm trying to find a good one. All right. So, natural gas was originally used for what? Not heat.
1: Um. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll give you a I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, it's something that you are currently using in your office. Currently
1: using. Telephone? No. No. Light. <laughs> no. <Light. laughs> no. I was just thinking that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I know that. That one's pretty tough. <laughs> All right. Two for three. That was uh that was good. You're you're tied right now in first place with uh uh with our guest from Friday, Dave Schmidt. So you are at top of the leaderboard, tied for first okay. place. We've only done it three times. So
1: Okay, well, I'll take it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, moving back on into uh our discussion on marketing and, and everything else, HVAC related. Um what are some of the unique factors in your local market that um, proves like kind of show challenges or maybe help you all navigate that area?
1: Sure. Um, we, uh, well, one of our challenges, we have a lot of engineers we are in, you know, Metro city, so Metro Detroit. Um, and so uh, a lot of engineers working for GM Chrysler Ford. And um, so one of, I know for our salespeople, um, dealing with uh, very highly educated, uh, mechanically inclined clients, um, getting over that objection. Um, You know, we had... I've been through the 2008-2009 recession, and then with COVID, for some reason, we get hit hard and fast, um, especially with the auto industry, but um, so that was you know, those were very challenging years. Um, Thankfully for us at that time, we acquired some companies. So it worked out in our favor uh, and we were able to grow during, you know, challenging times. And that's, you know, a huge um, opportunity when those things do happen. Um, COVID we, it was, we got shut down hard in Michigan. Um, It it was, it was a, a rough month. April was hard. Um, and, uh, we had, you know, employees that were scared to go out. Um, you know, Detroit was hit very hard. I think we were a third highest basically in the nation for oh, a good wow. couple of months. So, um, you know, people were scared to have us in the home. Employees were scared, scared to go out, especially cause we were one of the first areas that it got hit you didn't know what to expect. People, mm-hmm. you didn't know how to react. Um, but thankfully that, that, went away fast. So, um, I'm trying to think of what other challenges we have. I mean, we have, um, we're in a Metro Detroit area, so like buying TV and radio is very expensive. Um, so, you know, that's one, um, area, but you know, there's a huge market. We have a lot of potential to grow. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I, going back to that first one, you were saying a lot of like auto mechanics and, um, mechanically inclined people. What are some ways that you guys overcome that, those objections that you get whenever you're presenting replacement options?
1: I think just a lot of education with our salespeople and a lot of training just so they can feel comfortable when, when they do face those objections. Um, It's, you know, they, they've gotten to a point where they, they know what to expect, but you have to have that level of comfort going into the home, knowing that you feel knowledgeable and confident in what you're selling and even if you don't know the answer you know that you'll be able to to find out for them and just be um transparent about about it
0: yeah so what's the most common objection that you all get
1: um you know, you have to ask my salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know anymore that they they are killing it. So yeah. I think with our Google ratings, um, it really helps when they co- before they even come in the door because people yeah. read about them. Um, they know that we're a, a good company that we stand behind our work, um, and it helps with those objections on the phone, um, in the home. It it, it really. Uh, neutralizes the situation because people already have that level of comfort before you even go in. Um, and I, I think it's really changed our business in the last five years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you're a smaller contractor listening to this, which, you know, I think a large majority of our listenership are those one to five person crews. Mm -hmm. um, I would say something that they could definitely do if you're a smaller company is, Um, if you can't afford a CRM, at least Mm -hmm. start like an Excel spreadsheet or, or something where you can say like, um, you know, this was the objection that we got and this was our response to it, or this should have been our response. And that way you've got like a log um, for, you know, commonly asked objections. I know once you get, you know, you get bigger, you can start getting a CRM or something like service Titan or something where you can leave customer Mm -hmm. notes. Um, so that would definitely be, I think, helpful for a smaller yeah. contractor.
1: Yeah. I think it's just in a lot of, um, you know, role playing. I hate, I know people hate doing it, but it's, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it just makes you even, it puts you out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you are. Um, I know on the phone how important it is um, just dealing with clients with their, you know, I know one of our biggest objections on the phone is how much do you charge for our 22? And we have uh, a script that we you know, train the girls on. On yeah. how how to properly you know answer well I can't tell you that because one I don't know about how low you are and two you know there's a there's a reason that that's not yeah. working there's 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 a leak and you know, just putting R twenty two or R four ten A is not going to fix that leak we we got to fix the problem um, and to do that we have to do a diagnostic of it so yeah. you know just getting that comfort of um, what to say when and you know I highly. We I, we we do a lot of role playing here, and, and you know it's it's so important um, to get just get that level of comfort about what you're yeah. going to say, what potentially could come up next, and uh, you know, um, educating, being oh, yeah. you know having that education on on what to do.
0: Yeah, I think I think the role playing is great. Um. Especially when you know something like R22, like that's going to come up a lot, especially now. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very expensive right now. Um, oh,
1: oh, yeah. I, I think we ours just went up. What was it? Uh, last Friday, we were just looking at this. I think we had a 70% increase on our yeah. 410A. 70%. Oh, really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. It went from, I think we were paying $99, and it's 289 right now.
0: A jug. Oh, a jug. Wow. A jug, yes. What, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think even like R22 is, yeah, the, is crazy. Yeah. R22 like,
1: isn't as bad now as r fourteen. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just crazy how
0: like it's, it's constantly like going up and down. Fluctuating.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Dana, this has been awesome. I've I've really yeah. enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Um, if there was anyone out there listening who may be in a similar position to you where they're in a family business or maybe sure. in a general manager position in general, uh, what's some advice that you would give them?
1: Um, you know, uh, there's so much, (laughs) um, I would say as a general manager, one of the things that really helped me, um, is being, knowing every position, um, knowing how they roll, um, how they work together in your company. Um, Doing that has really gave me a good basis, a good credibility with my employees that, you know, I've been there. I've been in your shoes. I know how it is. I know making those phone calls suck. Um, yeah. And I think that's very important is that you you know how everything works, how to do everything. So you can be, um, you know, that person that people go to um, when they need you. Um, and family business, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, I, have been through the hard days where, you know, my uncle retired about six years. So, you know, there was definitely friction in the past. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's so important that, um, everyone's on the same page. The communication is key and that you show respect to each other and no, you know, business is business is family is family. Um, Thankfully for me, um, I work very, very well with my family. Um, good. yeah, so we, and we're all on the same page and I think yeah. that's key previously before, before when I had family, other family in here, they weren't, they, they didn't want to grow, you know, there was friction, you know, and it's just, it's very hard when that happens and, um, there's a way to prevent it. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of it is just respect and communication and, um, having your goals laid out and make sure that you're on the same page. Um, and, uh, yeah.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, Dana, what's a good way for our listeners to learn more about your business? Sure. Um, you can
1: go to our website at cncheat.com. And I I think we, we have a YouTube, we have Facebook, we have, um, an Instagram page. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's I'm trying to think of what else. And
0: yeah, cool. Well, yeah. So you can uh, as always, I'll link that in our show notes so that if you are listening right now, uh, and you want to go learn more, you can just go down to the show notes and there'll be a link, uh, to the website for, uh, you to follow Dana. Thank you so much you're for joining us. Welcome. This has been an awesome episode. <laughs> it's
1: been a pleasure. <laughs>